Father. Well, it seems like it's been a while since we've been together. Uh, just to remind people, in case you're not aware of it, we just believe it's not going to happen anymore this season, is if Seneca Valley School District has a two-hour delay, prayer and healing services here at the church are canceled. That's what happened last week. Now, Pennsylvania's a little different. I came from the Midwest. Cold doesn't stop anything. I mean, it gets down to zero, and they think they've got to have a two-hour delay. But that's, I don't make that choice. Glory to God. Amen. But you prayed at home, I know. You worshiped at home. You got in the Word for that hour, hour and a half, whatever the case may be. So, But if you ever have any question about the weather or whether or not you think there may or may not be healing service, just call the church, and uh, there will be a message on the phone, or probably will be somebody here to answer the phone, So, even though maybe the school's not going to be open. Uh, I quickened in my heart that uh, two weeks from today, we're going to have a laying on of hands. Um. Why don't you do that today, Pastor Craig? Well, I want to make sure that you're ready to receive. You know, too many people take prayer like Burger King. I'll take that, please. And you're laying hands on empty heads. You didn't get that, but that's all right. We want you to receive it. Do you know that uh, the Scriptures don't tell us at all that Jesus gave something? It tells us that we receive it. See, He already gave it. We have to receive. You have to receive healing. You know, we sang about this morning about grace. And it is grace. But it's by grace through faith. In fact, go with me to Romans chapter 1 a minute. Let's just look at that just a moment. You receive by grace through faith. You know, Romans chapter, in fact, I think there's about six or seven places in the Old Testament and the New that says that the just are righteous. And, of course, if you're born again, if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, you're righteous. But it says the just or the righteous shall live by faith, walk by faith. That means in the morning when you get up, you better be exercising faith. See, people have this tendency to think, well, when I'm in the Bible or I'm in my prayer closet, that's when I'll exercise faith. Well, you're going to be defeated then about 99% of your life because we live by faith. We walk by faith. You breathe by faith. Who gave you breath today? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He gave us breath today. Amen. Here in Romans chapter 1, look at verse 16. Paul writes here, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news, the gospel of Christ. Notice, for it, the gospel, it's the power of God unto, notice, salvation. Now, salvation is a unique word. We think many times it just means being saved or being born again, accepting Christ, but it's sozo. It means healing. It means wholeness. It means completeness. It means deliverance. Notice, we receive that all. Notice, the power of God unto salvation, to everyone that believes. Not to everyone. To everyone that believes. You have to believe it. See, you can believe for one area and not another area. Many times there's people that believe for healing, but they can't believe for finances or prosperity. Of course, now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So that's, that's why you have to have teaching, because that's how faith comes. Notice, faith comes by hearing, not have by having heard. 
I'll bet every one of you this morning in here has had something to eat. Well, why? You ate yesterday. Now, every day we feed our physical bodies. Every day. Now, hopefully we're feeding good stuff into it. That's something to think about, you know? Everything in the spiritual realm can be likened over into the natural realm. Now, if you're a little bit health conscious, and most of us are, probably need to be a little bit more than what most of us are, but still, we all are to a point. But you just don't eat Twinkies every day. And you know why you don't eat Twinkies every day? Because they're not going to give you the nutrients and so forth. In fact, if you're really health conscious, you're going to watch very closely how much protein you eat and how much water that you drink and how many vegetables that you eat, etc. You've got to have a certain amount of fats. You've got to have a good balanced diet. Well, you know, spiritually speaking, it's exactly the same way. The only thing different spiritually, though, see, in the natural, if you want to watch your weight, you're going to watch your weight, you're going to have to watch the fork. But in the spiritual side of things, you can just be a glutton. I mean, get all you can get, because you're not going to get too fat spiritually. Get all you can get. But see, it also depends on what am I feeding on. Spiritually speaking, you just can't just feed on anything. We've got to watch what we allow to come into our eyes, or watch what we see with our eyes, what we allow to hear with our ears, what gets down into our heart. See, notice here, he's talking, it's the, I'm not ashamed of the God, it's the gospel where the power of God is. The, God, the word of God is where the power is. Not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God, notice, unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first, also to the Greek. For therein, in the word of God, in the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed, now notice, from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. That's how I'm going to walk, that's how I'm going to breathe, that's how I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do everything by faith. I think that we haven't thought about this enough. Got into this enough. Now, just run right all over to Romans chapter 10 a minute. Very briefly, we'll review something, then we'll get on to where I think we're supposed to go today. Now, notice Romans chapter 10, verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. For, with that, for thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart. Thou shalt be raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we can see here that faith is in the Word of God. That's where the faith is. That's what we're to feed on. That's what we have to believe is the Word of God. So when we're talking the just shall live by faith, that means every day I'm going to walk according to the Word. What does the Word have to say? Every circumstance that comes up in life, you need to ask yourself, what would Jesus do? You know, a lot of people wear that little bracelet on their arm and so forth. They don't think about what they're wearing. What would Jesus do? Where would he go? How would he talk? How would he think? How would he re react to that situation? That's walking by faith. But notice what he says here. He says, the word is nigh thee in thy mouth, that is, and in thine heart, that is the word of faith which we preach that if thou shalt confess with the Lord Jesus, notice, and shall believe in thine heart. Now, he said there over in Romans chapter 1, the power of God is unto everyone that believes. It's in the heart, though, you have to believe, not in the head. 
Many, many people have head knowledge and think that they're in faith, and they're not. We have to be careful of that. James, in fact, let's go over to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. James brings something out to us. Thank you, Lord. Now, James, half-brother, Jesus was a pastor. Look at the beginning at verse 19. James chapter 1, verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, so we see he's writing to the church, let every man or woman be swift to hear. But notice, slow to speak and slow to wrath. You need to listen. But don't be so quick to speak. Because you'll get into sin. You'll hear some things sometimes. Some things will be said to you. And you'll hear something. And immediately you have an opinion. Well, what does the Word say? Instead of your opinion. You know, there are some people, they just love their, bless their darling hearts. They like to talk a lot. And I learned something a, a number of years ago. I already know what I know. So I don't need to say a lot. I want to hear what somebody else has got to say. Have you ever gone ahead, and I'm sure you've all done this, you all have enough word in you, where you've shared with someone, or you're trying to maybe give your testimony, or sharing some scripture with someone, and, and they, you can just tell by looking at them. They, just, they want to say something so bad. They interrupt you, they keep talking and so forth. I'll just throw up my hands anymore and think, you know, if you want help, then shut up. It isn't very nice, is it? But that does get their attention. Sometimes it gets them mad, and then they can't receive. So then we've got to work on love. But look at here. For the wrath of man works, worketh not the righteousness of God. Now verse 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Don't worry about those words. Look what else it says. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Do you know that Moses was the meekest man? Moses. Now, meekness, since how he was the meekest man, should show us something. Think of all the miracles that he did. How many of you held a rod and had it turn into a snake? Then grab a hold of the tail and it turns back into a rod. How many of you have taken a rod and went ahead and hit the waters and had the waters part and you walk across a, a river, a flowing river on dry ground? How many of you have hit a rock and had water flow out of it? It's because of meekness. Now, what James is talking here, notice he says, with meekness, receive. With meekness, receive. The engrafted word. Notice, which is able to save your soul. Now, we know something here, because in verse 21, he says, my beloved brethren. So he's talking to born-again believers. So when he talks about saving your soul, he's not talking about people getting born again here. He's talking about the soul. The soul is your mind, intellect, will, and emotions. It's the mind. Renewing of the mind. I said something to a gentleman last night. You've all heard the, uh, the scripture over in Matthew that talks about if any two on earth should agree together is touching anything. Prayer of agreement. Two have to be in agreement. A gentleman was asking me about that scripture last night. He had a couple questions about that. Shared with him what I think the Bible has to say. And I said, now you want to take that to another level? 
about the prayer of agreement? It says it deals with you. You're a three-part being. You're a spirit, the real you. You have a soul, mind, intellect, will, and emotions. You live in a physical body. There's three parts. Whatever two parts are in agreement is where you're going to walk in. Now, the soul or the mind is the common denominator of both parts, of all three parts. If your soul or your mind is in agreement with your body, you're going to be carnal ruled. But if your soul or your mind is in agreement with the Spirit of God and your spirit, you'll be spirit ruled. Now, the only way that your soul or your mind can be in agreement is it has to be renewed. Because you will be tempted to reason things. Proverbs chapter 3 tells us, Trust in the Lord, notice, with all thine heart, not your head. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Notice, lean not to your own understanding or how you think things are. Now, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Now, notice, in all thy ways acknowledge him. That sounds like it's walking by faith. Because he says, in all thy ways. What's he saying? All that, what's your word say, Lord? What are your thoughts about this, Father? What does your word say? You got a pain in your body. What does your word say, Father? Before you run to the medicine cabinet, run to the Bible. Not against the medicine cabinet. Not against doctors. Not against drugs. Legal drugs. Better clarify that. But put the word first. Now notice what he says here. Which is able to save your souls. Notice... But be doers of the word, and not hearers only. Notice, deceiving your own selves. Isn't it interesting? The devil gets way too much credit for negative things that are taking place on this earth. Especially in the body of Christ. If you're a hearer of the word, then you become accountable or responsible for the word that you've heard. And what James is telling us here, with meekness, notice this, receive with meekness the engrafted word. What's he really mean by that? Well, when you hear the word of God being taught to you, and we use healing as an example, this is healing service, and the word of God says by his stripes you are healed, or that healing belongs to you, and you have a right to walk in divine health, and you've never been taught that, or maybe that's contrary to what you believe, Receiving with meekness is saying, well, Lord, if that's what your word says, then I choose to believe that. Even if it doesn't line up with what I taught or what my grandmother taught me or what, what I learned someplace else. But then get into the word of God, get into the Bible and search that out and make sure that that's true. But you're receiving that with meekness. What you're doing is you're, in fact, let's look at something else. Hold your place in James. James, still saying it. Just jump on over to page, uh, or chapter 4. <laughs> yeah, page 1604. James chapter 4. We're going to come right back to James chapter 1. James chapter 4. We sang this morning about grace. Just your grace. Yeah, it is His grace. Absolutely is His grace. Power of God to do those things we can't do. James chapter 4 verse 6. Notice, but He gives more grace. Oh, I want that. You should want that. But James says He gives more grace. No, notice, He resists the proud. 
Now, Bible pride is not what you and I might think that it is. I love it. The Word always interprets itself. But it gives more grace to the humble. Now, notice, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Or we could put it this way. Submit yourself, therefore, to the Word. Saying the same thing that he said over in James chapter 1, receive with meekness the engrafted Word. Submit yourself to the Word. That is Bible humility. Bible pride is when you don't submit to the Word. Well, I know that's the word, what the Word says, Pastor Craig, but, but I think this. But you don't have a right to think that. What do you mean I don't have a right? You don't have a right. You were bought and paid for by the precious blood of Jesus. You don't belong to yourself anymore. I hate to tell you that. When you accepted Jesus, you belong to Him. Now, He loves us so much that He gave us a free will. So you do have a will to do what you want to do. But if you'll line up your will with His will, you can walk in the blessings of God. You can walk in the benefits of God. Notice he says here, Submit yourself therefore to God, or we put it this way again, Submit yourself therefore to the Word. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Now, see, it's more than just submitting to the Word. You're going to have to submit to that. What's the Word say? Father, what do you say? See, it's walking by faith, living by faith every day. What does the Word say? Notice, he tells us then to resist the devil. Well, how do we resist him? With the Word. That's why you submit yourself to the Word. When the enemy comes in, might be sickness and disease, might be in your thought life, however he's going to come against you, when he comes in, immediately we have to say, what does the Word say? When the enemy tries to come against your marriage or come against relationships, what does the Word say? Go back to what the Word says. Don't look at your spouse if you're having marital problems. They're just yielding to the enemy. That's all they're doing. You've done it. I've done it. They don't realize what they're doing. But glory to God, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You take authority over that. You stop that in Jesus' name. Yeah, you, have a, you don't have a right over their will, but you have power over the devil. And you can pray that the eyes of their understanding would be opened, that they'd begin to see what's taking place. And they'd stop that. But generally what happens, we just react. I've done it, you've done it. And the devil just sits back there and smiles. Because now he's gotten in. Kind of meddling, aren't I? That's okay. You know, Jesus is our example. Over in Luke chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, when he was there in the wilderness, led by the Spirit, of course, into the wilderness, tempted by the devil there for 40 days, he resisted him. Remember, he said, Satan, it is written. Jesus quoted the word to the devil. Do you realize that the word of God and Jesus are one? They're one. When Jesus died on that cross and went to hell, he stripped the devil of all power and all authority. So we could say the Word is what stripped the devil of all power and authority. The Word still works against the devil. He's been defeated. And it's the Word that will stop him. That's why we've got to submit ourselves to what, the, what does the Word say. 
And, you're, and this is the reason why I'm not going to... You know, if the Holy Ghost leads us to, to lay hands on people today, we'll do it. If he lead, lays his hands on it to do it next week, we'll do it. But that's why I'm waiting two weeks. Because I really believe just as I walked in here today, he said, do it in two weeks. You've got to get these things down on the inside of you. Get that word so settled in your heart. You've heard this before, and it's true. If you don't see it on the inside, you'll never have it on the outside. You've got to see yourself healed. You've got to see yourself walking in, in victory. You have to see your marriage totally restored. You have to see yourself walking as heaven on earth. We can have heaven on earth. doesn't mean there's going to be a devil here, but he's defeated. He'll come and try to get involved in your affairs. And he'll get a little inroads here and there, but he's defeated. Just tell him to leave. Now notice, it says here, notice, resist him. Have you ever resisted something? It's not a one-time thing. I mean, sometimes it's a downright fight. He's a thief. He doesn't want to leave. I mean, hey, I've been involved in your affairs for 60 years. Why should I leave now? That's what he'd say to me. Well, it's different today. See, I don't care about the past. I don't care about yesterday. Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind. You're going to have to let go of them. Past is past. You're not going to change it anyway. Let go of them. Now, he tells us right here, notice, submit yourself to the Word, and we could word it this way, not take anything away from the Scriptures, resist the devil with the Word that you submitted to. Notice, notice, and he will flee. So, you, you know, it says over in Ephesians chapter 6, when you have done all, stand. What do I do when I stand? I'm resisting. No more. No, nope, take your hands off my body. You take your hands off my marriage. You take your hands off my children. You take your hands off my bank accounts. In the name of Jesus, you take your hands off of it in Jesus' name. And I'm standing right here until you're gone. And I don't have to care if I have to stand here a week, month, or a year. I'll stand because I got victory. It's mine. Belongs to me. Belongs to you. See, sometimes we go ahead and stand, and he doesn't leave right away, and we give up. We quit. You know, there's one trait that I will give the devil credit for. He is persistent. If the body of Christ could be half as persistent as what he is, we wouldn't have any of the problems that we've got today. Because he's already defeated. Oh, if you can just get a revelation of that. He has been stripped of all power and authority. And John tells, tells us in, chap, in uh, chapter 10, the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. So if anything's stealing, killing, and destroying, you know where it's coming from. It's coming from the enemy. But see, that's why James, let's go back to chapter 1 now. That's why James tells us here, though, that we're going to have to get our mind renewed to what the Word says. Notice, which is able to save your soul or renew your mind. 3 John, you don't have to turn here, but 3 John, verse 2, it's only one chapter in 3 John. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray or wish, it says wish, I pray above all things, what? That thou mayest prosper and be in health, what? Even as your soul prospers. That's your mind again. So prosperity or healing, to the level of prosperity you walk in, to the level of healing, divine health that you walk in, is dependent on the prospering or the renewing of your mind. That's what he's telling us. He tells us the same thing over in, in Romans chapter 12. Now we've got 
three different writers telling us exactly the same thing. All of them coming from a different vantage point. All of them coming with a different personality. All of them coming with a different call in their life. John was a teacher. Paul was an apostle and a teacher. James was a minister. He was a pastor. Three different men, three different fivefold offices, but saying exactly the same thing. If you can't get it this way, get it this way. If you can't get it those two ways, get it this way. But get it. That's what he's trying to tell us. I notice here, verse 22. But be doers of the Word. Now, when you see what the Word of God says to do, even though you may not have a complete revelation of it, hopefully you can read. Now, don't try to make the Word of God say something it doesn't say. The Word of God is not difficult. It's simple. You know, Jesus said over in the Gospels, Come unto me as a child. That's how we're to come unto him, as a child. What's a child do? I had a little two-and-a-half-year-old almost getting going on to three now, about two-and-three-quarters-year-old, little grandson, little Jack. Jack totally trusts Grandpa. Totally trusts me. He was over the house the other day, and he was laying down taking his nap. One of our spare bedrooms in the big bed, that's, that's Jack's big bed. But I was down in my office, which is just down at the bottom of the steps, and I thought I heard something upstairs. So I, I come, come walking out of my, my office and look up, and he's just walking across the hallway, just getting ready to come downstairs. He just woke up from his nap. So I started walking up the steps, and I'm about three-fourths up the steps, and, Catch me, Grandpa! Catch me, Grandpa! My <laughs> oh, little guy's getting a little bit bigger now. Grandpa caught him, but Grandpa's got to grab the side of the rail real quick, too, so we both don't go over backwards. He doesn't even think. He just jumps. What is that? Full trust. Totally trust me. Because you know why? He knows Grandpa will catch him. That's the way God wants us to be with the Word of God. Just trust Him. Trust in the Lord what? With all your heart. Father, if your Word says it, that settles it. Now, I may not understand it. Let me read a quote to you. We won't get to these notes today, but that's okay. Where did I write this down? I wrote this down someplace. I'll find it. It was important this morning. Yeah. When we walk by faith, God never intended for us to know how to do what he tells us to do. He expects us to walk by faith. That's when we walk by faith. Sometimes he'll only show us just a little bit of something. I had an individual that uh, I was, um, I won't really wait, I really won't use the word counseling because that's really not what it was. But she came into my office and she just had some questions about some things that's going on in her life. And very successful young lady and uh, loves, loves God, but had really just gotten so busy in her, her career and her business. And when she walked in my office the other day, she was just afraid. You could just tell it by looking at her. I know her real well. She walked in, and I, I just looked at her, and I just kind of smiled, and I says, well, it's obvious you need something. I mean, she was stressed. As I began to talk with her and share with her, we began to talk about 
all the things that she does. And I said, now, how many of those things did God tell you to be involved in? See, we, God shows us things. And we take some steps of faith and we begin doing something. But as we begin our walk, sometimes we start adding things to it. Or other people do. Well, can you do this? And can you do this? And can you do this? And can you do that? God never intended for any of us to have stress. Stress is going to come. But you can learn how to deal with it. We can all learn how to deal with stress. I promise you, stress is one of the, one of the main causes of sickness and disease in people's bodies today. It's stress. I mean, they'll treat everything else that they can treat, but I promise you, stress is it. Now, one of the easiest ways to get rid of stress, pray a lot in the Holy Ghost. It's, your, it's the way to relieve that pressure valve. You've got to get rid of that pressure that's there. But you're also going to have to feed on the Word of God and get into the Word of God. And I was showing whether she, we got to talking about walking by faith and being led by the Spirit of God. And being human beings the way that we are, we want to know everything when God shows us something. But he's not going to do that. That's not how he operates. That's not how he works. That's why he says, trust in him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. So when God begins to have us walk according to the word, he's just going to show you what you need right at this moment. And he expects us then to be faithful with what he showed us. Because James is talking to us here, what? Be a doer of the word. Be a doer of the word that he's shown you to do. Do that and he'll give you more. But if you haven't done that, he's not going to give you any more. Now, when she came into my office, I, I, I immediately said to her, I says, one of the things I said to her, I says, you don't have any peace, do you? She said, no, Pastor Craig, I've lost my peace. Well, where'd you lose it? Peace is a fruit. It's a fruit of the recreated human spirit. Love, joy, peace. Patience. If you've lost your peace, get on your knees and find out where'd you lose it. Because someplace you got off, someplace. Because, see, he wants us walking in all the fruit of the Spirit. Again, if you don't have any joy, by faith, get back into joy. Joy isn't happiness, joy is a force, it's a spiritual force. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And you can, sometimes we just got to stir ourselves up. You just lift up your hands and you just begin to worship him. Stir yourselves up. But I shared with her, I said, you know, walking by faith is you go outside on a, a dark, 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 dark night. Moon's not out. It's dark. And just grab a little flashlight. And just hold that flashlight out in front of you just like that shining down on the ground. And you can see in front of you. You can probably see eight, maybe six, eight, maybe ten feet out there, depending on how big the light is. And you can walk in the light. Now listen, walk in the light. It's walking in the Word. Walk in the light. Oh, there's a rock over there, so I've got to go around that rock. But see, you've got just enough light to see where you're going, but you always, as long as you are walking in the light, you're okay. You don't have to know what's way out there. Just walk in the light of the Word that you have. But he's saying here, we've got to be a doer of the word. Well, you know, Pastor Craig, I think I'll do, I, I need healing, so I'll do that. But you don't know what Bob did to me. I'm upset with Bob. I got a little unforgiveness there, and I'll deal with that later. Bob's going Bob's to come to me and tell me he's sorry. 
But the problem is Bob didn't know he did anything. And probably didn't do anything. But I got offended. But see now, now I, I have light and I've got to deal with that. In fact, go with me a moment. We'll come, hold your place in James. You know, the challenge of ministering the Word of God, especially to a group of people like you, this is a positive thing. I better clarify that. Because I've got some notes up here. The hearer has just as much to do with the service as the speaker. And if you're pulling on the anointing, it'll lead her right where you need to go. That's why we're not following the notes this morning. There's some people in that are needing certain things. Probably more people need different things. And we're just following him. We're just being led by him going where we need to go today. Now, there's times you have to be careful with that as a minister because there is certain things that you do have to get out. And you've got to pull yourself back <laughs> because somebody else out here is just pulling on you. But yet, this, this is what the Lord said to do, so you've got to do it. That's what I like about these healing services. So we just kind of go and flow where he wants us to go. I'm going to study. I'm going to prepare. I'm going to have something, a message. Believe in God, that's where we're supposed to go. We've hit a couple of things off that. You don't know what my notes are, so you don't know what we hit and haven't hit. We've been on page five for quite a while. But notice something here that he says in Mark chapter 11. We're all familiar with Mark chapter 11, 22, 23, 24. But sometimes we forget 25. Notice Mark 11, 23 is the law of faith. Mark 11, 24 is the prayer of faith. We all like the prayer of faith. Therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire. When you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. But again, we've got to believe in the heart. <laughs> but notice verse 25. And when you stand praying... Forgive, and if you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. Verse 26, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Walking by faith is being very sensitive to the Spirit of God that's within us. He'll lead us, his job, the Holy Spirit, See, Jesus said when he told the disciples when it was getting time for him to go in John 14, 15, 16, he says, when I leave, I'm going to send another comforter. What he really was saying to them, I'm leaving, but I'm going to send one identical to me that will live in you. Oh, get a hold of that. Identical to him that's going to live in you. And he what? He will guide you or lead you into all truth. He's the comforter, he's the helper, he's the strengthener, he's the standby, he's the counselor, he's the intercessor, he's the guide, he's the enabler, he's everything to us. Everything you need, everything you need in this life is on the inside. Everything we need is on the inside. And he'll always lead us in line with the Word. That's why we have to know what the Word says. Because I'll be honest with you, sometimes it's, it's a little bit, it's challenging sometimes to discern, is that my spirit, which really is the spirit of God, because the spirit of God will bear witness with your spirit. Is that the spirit that's leading me to do that? Is that my emotions that's leading me to do that? Or is that the enemy that's leading me to do that? And the only way I can discern that really is by the word. 
It's back to what does the Word say? That's why James is bringing out why it is so important that we get our mind saved or our mind renewed to what the Word says. The Word of God is everything to you. Years ago, I've shared this. Some of you may not have heard this, but in 1984, the Lord spoke to my heart in the middle of a service. It wasn't an audible voice, just out of knowing on the inside. Spoke to my heart and says, if you don't walk by the Word, you'll never be led by the Spirit. And, of course, the Holy Ghost or the Spirit of God, what He's going to lead us into all truth. See, there's a pathway to your healing. There's a pathway to your prosperity. It's a path. It's a walk. may not happen instantaneously. If it does, praise God for it. But I found generally it doesn't, especially for a born-again Christian. You know, the more you hear the Word, the more you sit under the Word, the more accountable to the Word you become. An adult is much more responsible than a child. My two-and-a-half-year-old grandson isn't responsible for anything. But his dad is, and I'm more responsible than his father. Because I know more, should know more. You know more. Let's go back to James. For if any man, or if any, no notice, be a hearer of the word and not a doer, He is likened unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, for he beholds himself and goes his way and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. But whoso looks in the perfect law of liberty, this is the law. This is the perfect law of liberty. This is the mirror of the Word of God. This is the mirror you and I need to be looking in. Notice, whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty, notice, and continues therein, means that's where I live. That's where I live. If I can't have this book open, then I'm going to have something stuck in my ear, so I'm hearing it, because faith comes by hearing. If I'm in a place where I can't have something in my ear, I can still have it down in my heart, and I can still be meditating or thinking on that word. In fact, Joshua tells us, meditating on the word day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night. Day and night. Why? That you may observe to do. Saying the same thing James is saying. Observe, being a doer of the, observe to, you're going to have to do it, beloved. I can't do it for you. Your spouse can't do it for you. It's you. You're going to have to do it. Now, you can help your children. Because again, little Jack can't do it on his own. He doesn't know it. So his dad and mommy can do it for him. But there'll come a day he's going to become more responsible for it. Probably every one of you have experienced that when you were, quote, a baby Christian, hadn't been born again that long, it seemed like it was so easy to get my prayers answered. It was. You were a child. But the more developed you came, the more you became knowledgeable of the Word of God, the more responsible you become, the more accountable you become. Still doesn't say it has to be difficult, but you have to do it. Look what he goes on and says here. And continues therein... Now notice, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. And beloved, it's work. We don't like that four-letter word, but it's work. You might require us getting up a little bit earlier in the morning. Might require you staying a little bit later at night. Might require some inconvenience. Because, you know, he's not just talking just about the written word. 
He's also talking about the spoken word, which is the Spirit of God that lives in you that will lead you and guide you. And he might say something to you. He might tell me to go over to Bob's house and repent to Bob. Now, that's uncomfortable. That's painful. That's humbling. But that's being a doer. This is a really exciting meeting, isn't it? But it's good. It'll bring you light. It'll bring you deliverance. Notice, not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Now notice, this man, this person, what? Shall be blessed in his deed. Blessed means empowered to prosper. This man shall be blessed in his Do you want to be blessed? I do. Glory to God. Blessed in his deed. Blessed in his deed. Now, let's just jump on back over just a minute to Romans chapter 1 again. Romans chapter 1. Just look at something here. Notice what he says in verse 16. We read this earlier. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the gospel or the word of God, we could say, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Notice, to everyone that believes. To everyone that believes. Now remember that, to everyone that believes. Now go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Look at verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith, according as written, notice, I believe. Remember, the power of God is unto salvation to he that believes. We having the same spirit of faith, as it is written, according as written, I believe. Now notice, and therefore, or because I believe, I speak. If you believe, you're speaking. Did you get that? If you believe, you're speaking. Now there will be a time where you have head faith and not heart faith yet. Did you get that? Yet. Because faith comes by hearing, Romans 1, or 10, 17, and hearing, 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 and hearing the Word of God. Because, see, sometimes you have to hear it, and hear it, and hear it, and hear it, and hear it, before you get it. But you've got to hear it. But you'll believe more what you say than what I say. Unless you're a liar. That's why you really want to be sure that you only speak words that are truthful. Because, see, if, if, you, if every other word comes out of your lies is an exaggeration, or out of your mouth is an exaggeration, or, or is away from the truth, 
you get to the place you don't even know what you believe sometimes. And that confuses the Holy Ghost. Well, does he believe it or doesn't he believe it? Of course, the Holy Ghost knows. Now, be a person of your word. Be a person of integrity. person of your word. Notice, though, a way that I can tell if I believe something is whether or not I'm speaking it. Now, my, now B and I, we've been walking in this for years. And uh, it wasn't too long ago that B was uh, fighting an, a, a symptom in her body. And we were standing in faith, we thought. Believe in God, we thought. And she came into my office one afternoon. She'd been sitting on, on our, in our family room on the love seat, just meditating on the Word of God. She walked into my office, and she says to me, she says, you know what the problem is? I got it. I says, what? She says, I don't believe. I says, what? She says, I don't believe. I've been deceived. I've been a hearer, not a doer. I don't believe. I says, well, then do something about it. Let me show you something before we go. Time's about up. Go with me to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Jesus answered, said unto them, Have faith in God. Remember Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your paths. Trusting in the Lord with all your heart. Here, Mark is telling us, have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. Now, we can go right back to the beginning, and we can see the God kind of faith. In Genesis chapter 1. God created things by words. Not a lot of words. He wasn't a big talker. Jesus wasn't a big talker. You don't need to be a big talker. God said, light be. Now, he didn't write three books and two paragraphs about it. He just said, light be. Of course, God was kind of developed in this. He's God. But we're created in his image and his likeness. Because he said what in Genesis 1? Let us, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, create mankind in our image and our likeness, and let them have dominion. How do you have dominion? Words. So have the God kind of faith. So we know the God kind of faith is going to entail speaking. The God kind of faith, of course, is believing in the heart, speaking with the mouth. Now look at verse 23. Then he tells us what the law of faith is. For he says here, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever... Now I think it's interesting, when you read the Gospels, there was nobody born again yet in the Gospels. Now Jesus was the Son of God, but... He hadn't died yet. So the whosoever's that he's talking here aren't born-again Christians. If this will work for them, how much more will it work for us that are created in his image and his likeness and have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us? Whosoever, now notice, shall say unto this mountain, now he here was speaking to a literal mountain, but every one of us has a mountain, probably more than what we need. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, notice, be thou removed and cast into the sea, notice, and shall not doubt in his heart. What are you supposed to do in your heart? What Romans chapter 10 tells us? That's where we believe. Now notice, he isn't saying anything here about the head. 
if you walk by faith very long, you will have doubts in your mind. You'll, I'll tell you, you, if you start walking by faith as far as direction is concerned, and God tells you, you go over there and live. Pack your bag, go and live over there. You're going to begin questioning that sometimes. Now, if you're like me, you, which is a negative thing sometimes, I jump. I'm gone. I get in front of God sometimes. I've got to watch that. Or my wife is just the opposite of that. She'll be behind God quite a way, so we balance each other out. But I'll jump on out there sometimes. But either way, I know when he, when he spoke to our hearts and, and told us to go to Bible school, and we resigned our jobs and so forth, we were excited about that. We knew that was the plan of God. We wanted to do that. But the realization came one day, we don't have that income anymore. In fact, not only do we not have that income, we don't have any. Are we sure we're supposed to be here? Yeah, we knew it. We knew it. That's why you want to be slow sometimes. Get it in your heart solid before you step out sometimes. That's why you don't want to be quick to do things as far as the things of God are concerned. You want to be fully persuaded. See, too many people, when we lay hands on them, aren't fully persuaded yet. It, would, it wouldn't hurt somebody sometimes sometimes to, to, to listen to the Word of God six or eight weeks before you have hands laid on you. I mean, you should be so convinced, number one, you wouldn't even have to have hands laid on you, but if you need that, that's fine. But you should be so convinced when you walk forward to have hands laid on you, bless God, when they lay hands on my head, I'm getting it. It's my, that's my point of contact. But let's finish up here. Time's running short. But be thou removed and cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, notice, but shall believe... Again, it's in the heart. Believe that those things which he... Now look at that word. Saith. We therefore having the same spirit of faith believe and therefore we speak. The law of faith is believing in the heart, notice, and speaking. Shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, notice, he shall have whatsoever he saith. There we see it again. Now, as I've shared with you before, the word say or saith is in there three times. The word believe is in there once. Really meaning it's going to take three, as, three times as much teaching on the saying part as it is the believing part. See, faith comes by hearing. That's how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. If you hear the Word, you've heard the Word this morning. If you hear the Word, guess what's coming? Faith. Now, you have to receive it, but still, faith is coming. But now I've got to be a doer of the word or the word that I heard, I better start doing. Because I want to be more than just a hearer. I want to have more than just faith. I want to be a believer. We have in the same spirit of faith believe. Therefore, because I'm a believer or a, a way that I can tell if I believe is I'm speaking. Now, here's why it is so important for us to speak. The word say or saith is in here three times. I mean, other than the very first word. Oops, I lost my place. Get back here. Look what it says here. For verily I say, forget that one. It's just Jesus saying something to it. Then he starts. Here's what he's saying. That whosoever shall say. There are the words say the very first time. All three of these words say and saith have three different meanings. They're all not the same word. That's why it's called work. You know, being a doer of the work. 
I mean, sometimes you're going to have to do a little study. What's he really saying here? Well, that first word, say, is a Greek word which means command. Remember the power and authority that we have? I command that mountain to move in the name of Jesus. Whosoever shall say, shall command that mountain, that infirmity, that sickness, that relationship problem, whatever it is, you're going to have to speak to it. Remember, what did he say in James? He says, or in James chapter 4, resist. You're commanding something. See, you're not commanding and demanding of God because he's already given us these things. You're commanding and demanding of the devil because he's the one trying to steal it from you. So you're not trying to talk God into something. He's already done it. That's again, that's why you've got to know what the Word says. Whosoever shall say or command this mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things, notice, which he saith. That second word is, means to speak out. That means you hear it with your ears. Why? Because faith comes by... You need to hear yourself commanding that mountain to move. Because every time you command it to move, you believe it. Because faith comes by... Now, the first time you command it, you may not believe it. Well, that sounds strange. You mean I can talk to my body? You mean I can talk to that organ? You mean I can talk to those muscles and those bones? You mean I can do that? That's what the Bible says. Jesus did it. I mean, he went to Peter's house when Peter's mother, mother, mother-in-law, mother-in-law, I think it was, had a fever. It says, listen, he spoke to the fever. I'm sure he acknowledged her, but it's the fever that he spoke to. And immediately she was made well. So you're commanding it, but you're doing it out loud so that you hear it. Now notice, we'll finish up here. You shall believe those things which you shall have. He shall have whatsoever he saith. That's my favorite one. That's my favorite one. That word saith is Lego. And we all know what Legos are. My little grandson likes Legos. Grandpa, help me build something. Did you get that? Help me build something. Now, if you got a box of Legos that you got at Toys R Us or wherever, most of that box of Legos has got a little piece of paper in there which has a bunch of pictures or images of what this thing should look like. And then I can take all those little pieces with my grandson and we can build something that looks just like that. They're all pieces to a puzzle. If you've ever put together a thousand-piece puzzle, you take out the first piece, you don't have any idea. Well, you know where that one goes. That goes right there. But you don't know where any of the other pieces go. But as you continue to be a doer of the Word, or work, as you continue to work at that puzzle, you continue to put it together and put all those pieces together, you begin getting an image. Now, you've got the box sitting over here which tells you what the completed project should look like. See, that's the way it is with faith. You've got to see it on the inside. You see it. You have a picture of it on the inside. That's the reason a lot of times that if you're believing God for something, and maybe necessarily you can't do this for, yeah, you can still do it for healing. But you go find yourself a picture in a magazine or off the Internet someplace and picture it out and print it all over your house. Put those pictures up all over the place. So all you're doing is seeing those pictures. If you're believing for something physical, car, home, whatever, put a picture up there. See it. So I know, I know what puzzle I'm putting together on the inside. Every time I command and I'm doing it with my voice out loud, 
Every time I do that, I'm putting puzzles together of that picture. And you know, there'll come a time, depending on how often I work on this, how much I do this, that I'm going to get that picture put together. And then I believe it. And guess what? And you shall have it. That's how faith works. But it's work. But see, it's being a doer of that work. It's putting it into practice. Now, don't, don't get hung up. See, your job, your responsibility is to believe. That's it. You don't make the manifestation come. That's where you trust in Him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. All thy ways acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your path. He's going to show you the walk to take. He's going to show you the path to your healing. See, you're going to have to meditate on Him and meditate on the Word. See, there is a Word He has for you. I can give you hundreds of scriptures on healing. But you don't need hundreds of scriptures on healing. You need one word from God. And that's why James was trying to tell his church to continue therein. You stay in that word. Whether it's done by devotions, whether it's done by listening to the Word of God on, on, on CDs or MP3s or iPods or whatever it is that you do, whether it's just you picking up the Bible and just reading, reading a chapter a day, whatever that case may be, as you stay with that Word, some point He'll quicken or make alive a Scripture to you on the inside. Down here on the inside. Ooh, that's it. Then you take that word or words. It might be more than one scripture. But you take that scripture and you begin to command. And you begin to speak out loud. And you begin to build that which you're believing God for. And I promise you, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. If you have a sickness or disease in your body and you can wait two weeks. Now, if you can't wait two weeks, come back this weekend. Go up to one of our prayer partners, either on Sunday mornings or Saturday night service or Wednesday night services. They're all filled with the Holy Ghost. They're all filled with God. They all know the voice of God. They'll lay their hands on you, and you'll be healed right then and there if you're ready for it. Amen. It's not who lays hands on you. It's you believing. That's the key, you believing. But it's a great place of, to have a point of contact. Sometimes we need a point of contact. But if you do have a sickness or disease in your body, and you can wait two weeks... Find some scriptures and begin to meditate on those things. Get that down on the inside. Begin to speak that out of your mouth. Begin to say those things. And I'll tell you, faith will begin to come. But see, I've learned something. As much as I'd like my head to say it agrees with it, down here, sometimes it takes a little while for it to get to here down to here. And sometimes there's a lot of things I have to go through. We all have a belief system down on the inside of us. And sometimes it doesn't line up with what the Word says. In fact, very seldom does it line up with what the Word says. So we have to get our mind renewed. See, the, the Spirit of God within you is complete and whole. He knows exactly what you need. But you've got to get yourself convinced or talked into it. You get that? You've got to talk yourself into something sometimes. That's faith. That's speaking. That's being a doer, not a hero. See, the power of God. It's the power of God which is able to save, heal, deliver. But it's the power of God coming out of you, speaking to yourself. So, Father, 
We just thank you. Holy Spirit, as the teacher, every one of us, every one of us in here, Father, have, have a need, physical, financial, mental, emotional, relational, whatever it may be. And Jesus has already paid the price for us. He's already made available to us everything that we need in this life, everything we need that pertains to life and godliness has been made available to us. But we have to receive it. So Holy Spirit, as we go our way today, I ask you, I ask you, open the eyes of the understanding of your people. Show them the scriptures or scripture that they need. Show them if there's anything in their life that would be hindering them, anything that they need to, to confess or repent of. If there's anything, anything, Holy Spirit, Show it to them, because you're for us, not against us. So I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, that you sent your word. You sent the Lord Jesus, and you healed us. And we're sure to give you the praise and the glory. Now, Satan, also, I take authority over you in Jesus' name. And I bind your powers of darkness that this word will not be stolen from them in Jesus' name. But it's settled and sealed in their hearts. And it's by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Be blessed. I ran over a little bit. But God bless you. Have a great week.